wins their fourth in a row and now outright leads to Dixon. Matt dominates the top of the Homestill as the Outposts are given an edge over the Nanomites. And finally, look out world, the Chuckbusters won their third straight by putting a 123-point pasting of the fighting no-logins. Hey Mike, are we to Separation Sunday yet? All this and more from the Benadryl Virtual Studios. Get some What's On Your Mind Fantasy Football Sports Desk Championship Edition. That was a commendable run on one breath for a man who can't breathe. I think we're all in the same boat, Mike. A little bit. A little bit. But my understanding is, lucky for the ladies, Gary breathed through his ears. You. Not to mention he was born with gills. Oh, yeah. Was Waterworld really about Gary? In its early drafts, yes. No. But I appreciate them grabbing Costner to play my role. Thank you. <laughs> well, Costner, uh, you know, post-Robin Hood, that was really riding high. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, <laughs> let's take a look at week nine. <laughs> Horrible week. Yeah, week nine was a weird one. The world came to play and came to score, unless you're Gary Gotso. Uh, we'll start there. Charlottesville, yeah, like no logins, taking one from Gary, 99 to 60. Now, in, in your defense, Gary, I think Dan Uffman might have logged in this week. I believe he did. He, he may have logged in. He did to get 18 out of Matt Ryan, 21 out of Marco Murray. That's what sunk you right there. You were still in this one uh, until Sunday night. 16 from Chris Ivory, 13 from the Jets' defense, 99 points. You know, good good, good week. That's going to beat most people most weeks. And uh, meanwhile, the Gary side of things, uh, yeah, 14 points from Eli Manning in a statistically mediocre outing against the Buccaneers. No one else in double figures. 60 points for the Wadsworth Warriors. Brandon Cooks was on the bench with 13. Everybody else had a bye, so it wasn't like that was helping you. Gary Gotso, what happened? As we said in the pre-show, my team just the bed. <laughs> man, Gary, I'm telling you, I thought, man, you had it. I figured Sean Lee was going to have a 40-tackle night, and you were going to get this. I thought you were at least going to get respectable with the Monday night game being two teams that couldn't tackle the three of us. But I was wrong. No. 22-19 and a taut defensive struggle. Good job, Bears and Chargers. It was an embarrassing week and an embarrassing performance. I need to win this week. If I lose, I think it really puts me, even in the Hama, I think it puts me out of contention for good. We may have separation Sunday, is what you're saying. I was waiting for you to declare it. The commission needs to declare separation Sunday. Let's get through week nine first. We'll all be back at five and five next week. That'd be good news for me. All it's waiting for is the official proclamation. Moving forward, speaking of embarrassing, the New England Bazookas played on Sunday. <laughs> uh, getting rung up, doubled up by the Chuckbusters, 123-57. to 57. Let me stick in a Jamie line here. If I was playing the Bazookas in this game, I would have won. Yes, that's the one team you would have beat this week. Yeah. Uh, consider you still left Alshon Jeffrey on the bench with his 15 points. Uh, Justin Bell's team, 17 for Philip Rivers, 12 for Ryan Matthews, 19 from Adrian Peterson, nothing of consequence from anyone else. Played Mike Wallace, zero points. Played Dwayne Allen, zero points. Played the Lions defense on a bye. Although, considering it's the Lions' defense, that's probably the best week they've had all month. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, the Chuckbusters, 123 points. You're just you're hitting the buzzsaw with these guys. They are on fire. Yeah, you Andrew Luck problem. might be out for the rest of the year. Certainly, the next two games. I heard Colts management said today on the radio, four weeks, but the proclamation is two to six. At that point, if you have to set them six, you might as well set them for the rest of the year. 
Yeah, he's about done if it's six weeks. Obviously, we don't have a game in week 17, so he might not be done for the Colts because they'll go 6-10 and 10 and win that crap division, but he might be done for the championship edition. Gary Barnage came back to earth only three points, but everybody else exploded. Andrew Luck himself at 25 in the win over Denver. Uh, 25 for Lamar Miller in Miami. 36 for D'Angelo Williams. 36. 10 for Navarro Bowman in the defensive spot. So High uh, Sam's has him firing on all pistons, but he's going to have to make a deal for a quarterback because that's not a hole that's going to get filled on a waiver wire. Yeah, he does not have one currently on his bench. No. You, you figure Andrew Luck, he'd already missed his games for this decade and wouldn't wouldn't be missing a whole lot more time. But yeah, what uh, what Jamie was saying there, Col- the, the word is that Colts management is optimistically saying he'll miss four games. Best of luck to Andrew Luck, but then uh, best of luck to the Chuckbusters going forward. But they got a problem. Ty Sams, come on now, pressure's on. And just to let you know, quarterbacks available. We got Fitzpatrick, McCown, Stafford, Hoyer, Kaepernick, Bradford, Bridgewater, Foles. That's pretty much about it. If you want to take a, maybe a Matt Castle. Hey, Matt Hasselbeck's Yes. Uh, there you go. That's, that's your best option. Ordinarily, I would say Josh McCown, but they're probably going to sit him at this point because why Why would you play a 36-year-old when you got to figure out what to do with Manziel? Manziel is real. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> but the waiver-wire grab of D'Angelo Williams based upon the Le'Veon Bell injury really paid off this week. He's had him all year, hasn't he? No, waiver-wire picked up. You know, okay. I'm sure he beat a couple people, me being notable one of them. Somebody had D'Angelo Williams back in week one when he got the start for Le'Veon Bell's suspension, and he scored pretty big in week one. I think everybody that was is trying in this league put a claim on D'Angelo Williams that week. <laughs> yeah, D'Angelo was added by waivers uh, back in September by the pyramid of touchdowns and dropped three weeks later and then sat there until November. And that's when he was picked up by the Chuck Busters. Moving forward into the legitimate entertainment part of the program. Actually, I probably spoke too soon. If you want to call it that. Yeah, Tommy Fauntleroy throwing 142 on Darklonia. Darklonia 5-4 now. Fifth place in the Dixon. 5-4. Fifth place. Wouldn't have thought that. They scored over 1,000 points in nine games. Can't stop nothing. Tissue paper defense. Get with it, Brian Regal. Get with it. The inevitable Devontae Freeman not crash to earth as he's still having a fine season, but the two-touchdown-a-game pace <laughs> has slowed as I think he scored over 25 points four weeks in a row. And Tom had a quiet second half against the Redskins. So the Redskins came to play. They just didn't show up until third quarter. The quiet game by Brady affected a lot of other teams down the line, mainly those that had Edelman, <laughs> Gronk, for instance, just to name a few. Yeah. His low game played ripple effect down the league for other teams. Yeah, a lot of their skill guys didn't even pass the first series of the second half, probably didn't touch the field. Tom Brady did have 21 on the you revenge tour. Revenge for what? Probably his worst game of the season. 13 for Devontae Freeman, 10 for Brandon Marshall, 16 out of Josh Brown and his band of renown uh, as the Giants upended Tampa Bay. It's a, it's a hell of a week for a kicker. Negative one for Eddie Lacy out of the flex spot. That's no good. 81 points isn't a terrible week. It's the worst week he's had all season but it wouldn't have mattered. 142 out of Springfield. 30 points from Antonio Brown. Spin the wheel wherever Antonio Brown falls. That's a couple of monster games. What was that, 17 catches for 280-some yards? Yeah. Uh, Two different quarterbacks. Did not get in the end zone. Rare game where it just didn't matter. 20 points for Jay Cutler at the quarterback spot. Uh, Nice clutch performance against the Chargers. 16 for Todd Gurley in the loss to Minnesota. 23 for Delaney Walker with his two touchdowns. Randall Cobb at 15. 
I mean, wow. Just everybody showed up and scored. Worst scoring player for Springfield this week, the Broncos defense, and they still got seven. In a losing effort. They sat Jordan Matthews. He had 19 points. I mean, everything was coming up Springfield this week. It's just another one where Brian Greenwood could have could have played uh, Jesus at tailback and, and probably would have lost to, to an, an injury in the first quarter. Not much you can do there. That's like three weeks in a row he has hit the buzzsaw. Well, he's going to have to make a decision at the flex position. Eddie Lacy has been declared no longer the number one running back at Green Bay. So everyone put the run on in multiple leagues this year for Starks. So he's going to have to make a decision there. Thankfully, he still has DeAndre Hopkins or John Brown or Jordan Cameron. He needs to make a decision at the flex. We'll see what he does. Yeah, feel kind of bad for uh, Lacy. Those guys don't block anyone in Green Bay. But on the uh, Springfield side of the house, the emergence of Todd Gurley after coming back from the injury, and then the reemergence of Alshon Jeffries in Chicago is making Jay Cutler revived his season from a fantasy standpoint. At the you know for you know the longer touchdown passes. Yeah, he could be helping Justin Bell too, but Justin Bell doesn't log in. Next game, and uh, in the uh, sister kissing exercise and tedium of the week. Seattle flew to Long Island, came out with an 85-all tie. Fourth year in a row, we've had a tie. What's funny about it is, is that for the second year in a row, this tie may come back to haunt Rock Mestrangelo. I think the correct word is not haunt. We all know it. We'll bleep it. It's called... Yes. <laughs> yes, that is uh, with a capital F for those of you who can't hear through the bleep. 85 points. A lot of weeks, that's going to get you a win, both sides. Seattle to start with got the big week out of Derek Carr, 33 points, 13 from Richard Rodgers, 10 from Adam Vinatieri, some nines and sevens here and there, uh, five point loss to the Raiders defense right there. If you look at the bench, the bench wasn't doing him any favors anyway. No, no, they were not. If you look at the other side for the RHPs, Nick Folk. I mean, how often do kickers get hurt? But he goes <laughs> Just, down. All he's got to do is kick an extra point. RHPs win. Doesn't happen. So uh, there too, nobody on the bench. There was no one to sub in here. Everybody had a bye. 27 for Eddie Dalton, 16 for Danny Woodhead, 13 for Eric Decker, and 11 for the Eagles defense. A couple of zeros on either side. Again, 85 is not a great week, but it's a solid week, and it should keep you in it. Apparently, these guys are trying to, to define middle of the road. We don't want to do quite enough to win, but we've worked too hard to lose. My biggest surprise here is this was not in the Hammond division. Yeah, that pleased me very much. <laughs> I got a big smile out of me. <laughs> That's really where we were expecting it. We were expecting a tie in a game that we'll approach later. But uh, Jamie Johnson, fantasy football expert, we complained a little bit about Seattle's roster construction last week. They got busy on the waiver wire. I have to think Zach Hoffman is listening to the program. I still believe that he is, in fact, fleecing us. Oh, absolutely. Your thoughts on, on the roster as it is? It looks pretty good. I mean, you just don't expect negative five from your defense. Well, it is. Hurt by the Larry Fitzgerald bye week. Mm-hmm. That doesn't help a whole lot. But ultimately, Mark Ingram, by having his best year so far, there's a contender here, man. But Springfield, Field Ninjas are on a roll right now. But it's the middle of the season, so hopefully we'll go with they peaked too early. I'm really hoping that somehow it's all screwy and a team with a losing record wins the hammer and then wins the title. It's possible. (laughs) The Jamie Johnson chaos theory. Hey, the chaos theory won last year. (laughs) You know who'll be awesome next year we have a team and someone names it chaos theory. Hey, Jamie. You know who else's team scored in 
five points this week. Oh, segue. Yes, but I did not play either of these two teams or Gary, so I lost. Yes, that is correct. Dropped 90 to 85 to Oregon Outpost 788 in a big showdown in the Hama. That's for first place right there. The fighting Jamies. Aaron Rodgers finally 39 points. Wow, big week. Too bad you didn't get a whole lot out of anybody else. ODB with 11. That's all you had in double figures. Lots of six and sevens. Go over to the outpost. 24 out of Ben Roethlisberger, although he's got a problem. Frank Gore with 15. 23 out of Michael Crabtree in Oakland. Crabtree is turning into Carr's favorite receiver. Nothing against Amari Cooper, of course. No, uh, really, Derek Carr has thrown it around enough that uh, he could he gets to have more than one favorite receiver. Uh, there's plenty for, for both uh, Crabtree and Cooper. 11 for Levante David, the, the fine Tampa Bay linebacker in the defensive spot. Negative three for Robbie Gold. You're going to name a kid after him, Dick. Yeah, I had Gold to start the season and uh, dropped him, so that's a little bit of a encouragement or not on my side. And my favorite part this week is two gentlemen on the bench would have won me this game if I'd started. Not me. I'm an idiot. Yeah. yeah, Sammy Watkins with 22, not helping. Devontae Adams found his way to 11 points, not helping. And I'm seeing a big zero out of your flex position. Yeah, uh-huh. Can't but, do much about Charles Clay. He, he's the only guy who can block in Buffalo besides the disgraced Richie Incognito. So he's he's not running a lot of routes to catch a lot of passes, but it's the tight end spot. You know, he's actually carrying a backup kicker that would have gotten him 11. Guess it wouldn't matter. Robbie Gold, you cut him. He goes to the other side. You play him. He misses kicks on purpose. I smell collusion. All I see are lies and collusion. Mm. Mm. <laughs> we will be sending league enforcer Merton the Neck Hanks to investigate this one. All right. Next game. Exactly. Next game. <laughs> Paris Danamites continued their hot streak, uh, 111 over the horror show and their newfound offense with 90. Debbie continues to roll. That's four out of five. She uh, takes a, a, a tie into first in the Hama, yep. losing on tiebreakers at the moment. To 36 points for Drew Brees, who, as you'll remember, this show loudly forecast as done. <laughs> 15 for Emmanuel Sanders as, as he and Peyton found that magic throw this week. Alan Hearns in Jacksonville with 18. That was a good find by her. Yeah. That was a good find. She's happy about that one. Yeah, 12 for Greg Olson, 10 for Antonio Andrews. That's another find. She's happy about that one, too. It's funny that uh, Debbie's probably the best off that she's been at this point in the season in any of these seasons, and she's probably yes. done less homework this year. She needs to do some homework because she's got to replace Deion Lewis. True. Now, imagine if she hadn't blown the first overall pick with Marshawn Lynch. <laughs> yeah. Although a lot of those top picks from, from the beginning of the season, they're all gone. So at least Marshawn Lynch is still playing. True. Le'Veon Bell, dead. Jamal Charles, dead. Andrew Luck, dead. Eddie Lacy, benched. Wounded. Meanwhile, for the horror show, Peyton Manning had 17. That is his best week in six weeks. Best showing since 21 points against Detroit in week three. Ouch. LeGarrette Blunt led the or he did not lead the way, but he had 18. Tyler Eifert, the Cincinnati tight end, actually led. Unbelievable game on his part. Wow. Three touchdowns from the Red Rifle. Travis Benjamin, two points, and he's your starting wideout. Come on, man. Come oh, on, man. 13 points out of Mike Evans in the flex spot. There's your guy. Luke Keekley with his typically stellar 11 points in the defensive spot there. Packers with that porous defense, I would drop them in a hard time. Yeah, they're, they're not good. That's putting it nicely, Mike. Yeah. This is kind of your classic good Colts, bad Patriots season where it's really all about the quarterback and a couple of skill guys. 
Well, I mean, the Packers' defense first six, seven weeks looked really good. They've just taken a real quick turn, and I, I mean, we maybe t- touch on it at the end, but man, I think this Panthers team is for reals. The Packers' defense are minus six since week six. They're horrible. Lots of injuries in that Packers uh, front seven, exposing a secondary, which isn't very good. It may be time for them to go. Although, again, you look at the, the waiver wire, there's not a whole lot in terms of good defenses out there. When the NFL is set up that you have very few mediocre teams, they are all falling into the good and bad camp. Even the teams that have decent records, they really aren't that good. Like the Giants are five and four. They're not that good. They're just slightly better than some of the horrible teams that are playing this season. And you've got three teams that are still undefeated. We're, we're at the halfway point. A couple other hanging around with just one loss or two losses. Man, the bottom two-thirds of the NFL is awful. And unless you were lucky enough to find one of those defenses early, that's just a tough spot to try and fill. Horror show, we called him out last week, and he responded. 90 points is is a much better showing than they've had in recent weeks. So commending Jamie Creech on, on looking good in the losses. I know it's the, the ultimate backhanded compliment there, but what can you do? And our game of the week, as it turned out, went down to the wire. Thought we were going to have another tie for a minute there, but the Buffalo Wild Bills pull it out on Monday night. 112 over the pyramid of touchdowns and 109. Going on with the defending champs. Hey, 109's going to double up Jamie a lot of weeks. <laughs> hey, hey, there's been two separate weeks where I've been in first place this year. Back off, man. 37 points out of Cam Newton leading the way. Uh, 23 for Carlos Williams in Buffalo. He's been a fine. Uh, yeah. It's nice when the guy backing up LaShawn McCoy shows up and decides to throw that down. Julio Jones with 13. Martellus Bennett with 11. 12 from Allen Robinson in Jacksonville. Blake Bortles is making some, some fantasy teams real happy this year. I like it when the Buffalo Wild Bills said, you know what? I'm going to beat the pyramid of touchdowns, and I'm going to do it with one less roster spot. Yeah. Although, you know, we just we just got done talking about the defenses in the league. Cardinals with a bye week. Throwing up a zero? Better here's, than the defensive scores we've seen already. <laughs> <laughs> and here's, here's the best part. He has the Bengals defense on the bench. Yeah, that that is the funny part of it. So uh, Buffalo maybe got lucky with uh, missing a log in there. Shame on you, Chuck. Dodging a bullet there. Meanwhile, pyramid of touchdowns. Tyrod Taylor with 17. LaShawn McCoy with 17. Des Bryant with 16. 22 for Jeremy Lankford out of Chicago. Big game, breakout game for him. 11 out of Darian McFadden in the flex spot. And the Chargers defense did show up. Magical 10 points. It's really only what they're playing the Bears. It helps when there's a pick six involved there. That's all it was. Jay Cutler's always good for a pick six. He's got to make it difficult, ramp up that level of difficulty there. Chargers defense is a, I, yeah, it's a bad play. Even even worse than the Chiefs defense, which we had on the bench in the in the bye week. Standings. Standings. We'll start off with the Dixon, because that's where the real teams are. <laughs> Springfield leading the way, 7-2. and two. Outright. Yes, we actually have a team in first place on their own. Second place, just a half game back. The RHPs at 6-2-1. and one. Buffalo right behind at 6-3. and three. Seattle has moved into fourth place, 5-3-1. and one. Darklonia, fifth place at 5-4. and four. What happened, Brian Greenwood? Get it together, man! I know it's funny. We make excuses for him the entire first half of the show. Now I'm busting him. <laughs> the horror show, 4-5 and five in sixth place. The Chuckbusters, 3-6, and six, bringing up the back. I'd take the Chuckbusters over anybody in the Hama right now, except maybe Debbie. Going over to the Hama, 5-4. and four. The Oregon Outpost, 788, tied with Paris. Winning it by math. Oregon Outpost 788. Fantastic. Aaron Rayfield 
exacting his revenge. One of the few teams with a positive point differential. He is plus five on the season. I do want to point out that there is a bit of a theme we got going on. We have Teal Ninjas in first place, last place team last year. Oregon Outposts in first place, last team in this year. It's an ironic League of Champions. Then we move to second place or third or whatever you want to call it. Gary's Boss Fight t-shirt and the Fort Wadsworth Warriors both at four and five. Yes, two co-hosts, two games under 500 combined. Nobody gives a Way to set an example, bitches. Nobody gives a Even Jamie, he's not even talking right now. And then we've got our defending champion, Josh Morgan, Pyramid of Touchdowns at three and six, tied up with the fight and no lock ends of Justin Bell, also at three and six. That's got to be incredibly insulting. <laughs> Especially since jo- Josh Morgan has played well enough to win probably two out of the last three weeks. And, nah, nothing to show for it. Screw you, Josh Morgan. <laughs> and then uh, coming up... In the back, two and seven, but fresh off of a win over Fort Wadsworth. Uh, the Charlottesville Keelhalls. Dan Uffman taking a victory lap. Where's my taco week? Where's my taco week? <laughs> you get Justin twice the second half of the season. That's two taco weeks. Anyways, next week. Next week, Eddie, I was just going to say uh, the, the hot team in the league right now, Springfield, four in a row, followed by, by Paris, three in a row. And winners of four out of five. So we do have teams climbing the ladder there. We'll see if they can maintain that momentum. Hey, Gary, you're right. Let's look forward to week 10. Just when he thought it was safe to fall behind Paris in the standings, maybe he's got a taco week. Five and four versus three and six in the no login. Check out the line. Yeah, and right now Justin's got seven guys available to play out of nine. Good job. Debbie's favorited by 49 and a half. Yeah. The fighting Debbie's... I'd bet on him. <laughs> I think I think Justin could cover. <laughs> I'm not sure. This is a man who threw out 36 points two weeks ago. I'm not sure. If he snuck Alshon Jeffrey into the starting lineup, starts Carson Palmer over the non-playing Philip Rivers, and we pick up a tight end off the waiver wire, I, I mean, he could scratch within 40, I think. Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> I'd probably do better than that. Carson Palmer's having a hell of a year. That's a heck of a guy to be sitting on your bench. I think a couple of weeks ago I said in the matchup between the RHPs and the Chuckbusters at the time, it's not whether Rock was going to win, it's just by how much. It's not whether Debbie's going to win this week, it's by how much. And what's funny about this, for everybody listening at home, we talked to Justin. Like The, the, the folks who, who don't log in, the folks who kind of give up as the season goes on, we typically don't talk to them. We continue to run smack on the league board. We send out emails, things like that. Like, we've actually spoken to Justin in the last two weeks. We've had Facebook communications with him several times in the last seven days. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he knows. Still doesn't log in. Anyways, moving forward. <laughs> Oregon Outpost 788. We'll try and keep pace. They've got Charlottesville and the resurgence. Dan Uffman. And by resurgent, I mean he clearly logged in once last week. No taco week for you, Rayfield. No taco week for you. <laughs> he might not have the juice for Aaron Rayfield that he has for loudmouth co-host Gary Godzell. Hey, you know, I went back in history and looked at my record against the Keelhalls. I actually have a winning record against the former one-time champions. Not like that really made a bit of a difference last week. Gary, if you have that much stuff on your hands, I've got some stuff I could use to help with. It took three minutes. I could do it real easy. 
he is staff historian Gary Godso, by the way. So. It's kind of like my record against you, Jamie, 2-0. Oh. The RHPs hop on the plane, fly out to the screening center, take on Gary Cloth, my teacher. I love the name of the stadium, the screening center. 6-2-1 against 4-5. and five. Jamie, tall order, trying to get back on the horse. You got this horse, no problem. They gotta solve the Andrew Luck conundrum, so you might actually be catching them in the right week. Chuck Busters taking on Pyramid of Touchdowns, pair of three and six teams. Chuck Busters can't stop winning lately. Pyramid of Touchdowns can't catch a win lately. Be interesting to see which way that one goes. This might be another Chuck Busters win. I would not be surprised at all. Chuck Busters are hot, man. They're scoring a ton of points. So I mean, right now it is slated as a pick'em, but the Chuck Busters. No, they got a chance. They yeah. really it, do. It, it's a pick'em, and, and Ty Sams hasn't set his lineup yet. He's he's only got eight guys playing at the moment. So, so Chuck Busters are favorites. Can I make a decree here, Commissioner? If sure. the Chuck Busters, if their record would have them winning the Hama, can they get into the championship game anyway? No. No. That seems luck cheap. of the draw. All right, Mike. How do you get into the championship game? You win the division. It's not that hard win a division. I clearly fall on the other side of that. None of this Baylor Bears. Come on, man. Come on, man. No reseeding. Stop making up the playoffs as you go along. <laughs> Maybe if you're Springfield rules, flies out to <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Springfield visits the haunted house to take on the horror show. Seven and two against four and five. Jamie Creech again. He's climbing a tall hill to get back on the horse. He needs that game if he's going to stay alive in this thing, realistically. Uh, hottest team in the league. Yeah, that's, uh, again, tall order. Fort Wadsworth gets Darklonia. Yeah. Another tough game to get when you got it. When you need a win, that's not the team you want to see on the other side. Scoring a ton of points on the Tom Brady f- you revenge tour. Revenge for what? Gary, you're on the road in Darklonia. And our game of the week, game of the week, Buffalo flies out to Seattle. Wild Bills at 6-3, and three, taking on the Dreadnoughts at 5-3-1. and one. Gentlemen, I do believe this could be Separation, Separation Sunday. Sunday. Are we declaring Separation Sunday? I am declaring this. Separation, Separation Sunday. Sunday! So, of course, now everything will conspire against me and we will have teams. Yeah, yeah. You right. just jinxed Aaron Rayfield. The Keel Halls are going to get that one now, right? You know that. What I have done here is Springfield will lose to the horror show and not fall to 7-3. and three. They will fall all the way to 5-5. Five and five. <laughs> That's what's going to happen here. And end up in the Hammer division by accident. Yeah, well, everybody, everybody at 5-5 five and five winds up in the Hammer. And that way, uh, the only one who won't be uh, Ty Sands will be 4-6 and six and will be in the Dixon and the champion of the Dixon by virtue of being the only team in it. That's how that's going to work. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. a statement there, Gary. All right. All right. How much cold medicine is pumping through our cast today? That's the question. <laughs> how much? As the weather continues to play games with everybody's sinuses, uh, let's get uh, our, our last thoughts. Gary Gotso, your thought on the NFL for Week 10. <sighs> you know, my favorite team quarterbacks out pretty much for the remainder of the season. Do I want to see them go to the playoffs at 6-10? and 10? Uh, Playoffs? No. I think it would be kind of funny if they did, but really I don't want them to. The Colts need to reload in the draft. Uh, I just hope that we play a safe remainder of the season, that Matt Hasselbeck comes out of this somewhat upright, 
Uh, we don't have to go to a third stringer at all in this period. He's older than me, you know. Yeah, I just hope that they can somehow survive and no one gets killed out of this whole thing. As for the Fantasy League, luck has been conspired against me, pardon the pun. I did notice that when I score over 90, I win, but if I score anything less than 90, I lose. 90 seems to be the magical sweet spot for me. So 90 is like the G spot. I have no problem finding that like. All right. I don't know, man. He's been married for 20 years. He's only got one kid. So I, I'm not sure. <laughs> All right. I am the commander. <laughs> Jamie Johnson. <laughs> Before we insult Gary and end a longstanding friendship, what are your thoughts on week 10? <laughs> the 7-1 Broncos team will not last. That Peyton and it's fun, you know, it, it, we're at the tail end and Peyton Manning is just not going to be able to compete with the Bengals or the Patriots team at this point in a football game for 60 minutes. Man, I really think this Panthers team is for real. That defense is just so good and Cam Newton, I think, has matured to the point where he's not one of the premier, you know, five, seven, eight, you know, the dumb elite conversation. But with that defense, the way he's playing, I mean, good luck. Good luck. Most of the time, we got a team with a good defense. You don't have a good quarterback. You have someone like a Trent Dilfer that's a good game manager or something, and, and he is certainly a lot better than a game manager. Dude just makes plays. When they have third and four, I mean, most teams are sweating about third and fourth. That's considered a long yardage play. He can basically line up four wideouts, set them all wide on the sideline, set them all downfield, take all the coverage, and run for it, and get it in about two steps because he's a giant. He makes plays that other guys can't make uh, on, on athleticism. He has really grown as a pocket passer. He's not the most accurate passer in the world. Uh, yeah, he still has that problem. He still can't hit the broadside of the barn in most cases, but he doesn't have an awful lot of weapons to throw to either. For the ones that tend to be his favorites, uh, he, he's hitting them on a regular basis, and I guess that continues to be good until until a team figures out how to lock those down. Some of these young guys they've got on the roster have figured out a way to be more consistent than Ted Ginn Jr., which is probably good for them in the long term. So, uh, yeah, I'm with you, Jamie. I, I, I believe in the Panthers as well. And I just don't, the Packers are, you know, the team you'd pick to be the elite team here at this point. But that defense, I mean, they're just starting to see holes on that offensive line and defense. Panthers are going to have home field advantage, it looks like, at this point. Yeah. They never quite figured out how to get around Jordy Nelson not being out there, have they? Randall Cobb can get open, Randall Tex Cobb, and uh, that's about it. Jordy who? Yeah. I I mean, the the rest of those guys, the young guys, just have problems creating space to catch the football. And uh, Aaron Rodgers is good, but if he's got nobody open to throw to, you know, you can only be so good. And that offensive line is just not good. There's no run game to speak of. No. My thoughts, too, uh, this might be where the wheels come off for Denver, period. Colts went out and played their best game of the season by far last Sunday. They actually looked good, legitimately good. I think there was a couple reasons for that. Number one, the obvious is they're at home. But number two, they're going to play up for Peyton no matter what. Yeah, I I mean, Andrew Luck looked better than he had all season. Maybe that's because Pep Hamilton wasn't around. I think it has a lot to do with that. I don't know, maybe. We watched the Denver defense, which has been championship caliber this season. That That is a fantastic unit. They came absolutely unraveled. They took a punch to the mouth. They didn't know what to do with it, and that's never a good sign. And I think that was the look you were catching on the sideline at the end of that game with Peyton Manning. He couldn't believe that that's what he's got to go on at this point in his career. You know, he's kind of hoping that he's playing for a Super Bowl. You know, the wheels aren't going to come that far off. They're still going to go 12-4, and 11-5 and, and worst. 11-5 and five would be a major disappointment at this point. 
that's what happened. There's, there's not a lot of mental toughness over there, it, it seems. And uh, it's a sad way for that guy to go out because, let's be honest, the dude's got to be going out. They're not going to pay for him again in Denver. As mediocre as he's looked, you know, I'd, I'd still rather have him than most of the bottom-tier guys in the league, but he's not that special anymore. And how dumb, how dumb is the league? That would be pretty dumb. That would be insanely dumb. Short-sighted, selfish, and frankly, terrible. Because you take a hit in the eye sometimes, and that's it. You know, Dwayne Allen was lucky. He's not hurt. But he was hurt enough that he had to come out of that game. You know, you cost your team a chance to win. You cost your Hall of Fame quarterback a chance at a record in front of an audience that would have liked to have seen him break that record. Yeah, they'd have loved it. They're all out there in their Raiders. Half white, all half orange jerseys. Every single one of them is a traitor. Look. You can root for the Colts to win and still see your guy break a record. Haters. 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 Let's get out of here, Mike. Haters. So, yeah, keep to leave. Terrible person. Terrible person. Worst thing that I've seen all season. Yeah. That's about does it for us. Not a lot of momentum this week. We suck this week. We'll do better next time. Thank you for tuning in for our 90 Minutes of Crap. For my co-hosts, Gary Gotso and Jamie Johnson. I almost called you Jamie Gotso and Gary Johnson right there. Ooh. I'm Mike Irizarry. Be sure to join us for week 10 in review of the What's on Joe Mind Fantasy Football League Championship Edition. Remember our motto, Jamie Johnson. Beat Chuck just by playing. That's right, everybody. Have a good night. Traitors. Haters. <laughs> Hater. Ah, you know... When you're 17, you think, man, maybe I'll be more mature by 40. And then, nah, not even close. No, less, actually. Less. Raiders. Raiders.